This is the Fantasy Road Show. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Road Show. We are your co-hosts. My name is Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker. And this is Coles at Coles underscore sports. Yeah, there we go. Um, and today we are getting into dynasty running back rankings. I believe we're covering the top 15 that we have on our boards here, and we're going to kind of go through them and uh, let you know how we feel about them. We are live. Live, 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 live. <laughs> All right, okay. should we uh, get started with number one? The goat himself, well, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, uh, you know the the baby goat. We can call him because uh, he is no he is not the goat yet. We yes, gotta see is. him. I don't know how you can say that ah. without watching him play ah. a single down in the NFL. But Mike, if you wanna, you know, if you wanna say that, go right ahead. Ah. Yeah, Bijan's my RB one. Um, I think he's just got every single tool you could possibly have as a running back. Um, he's going to be used in that Atlanta offense in a bunch of creative ways. Uh, he'll be involved in the passing game. You'll see him in the slot. Um, I don't know what else to say, really. I mean, the Falcons had one of the best rushing offenses last year with Ty- Tyler Ajir. Bijan takes that to the whole nother level. I think he's going to be offensive rookie of the year, maybe offensive player of the year. And I think the Falcons have a good shot at making the playoffs behind him. London's going to take a big step forward as well as Pitts. And, you know, I don't even necessarily think they need their guy at quarterback. If Ritter, you know, we've discussed he could potentially be on a short leash and they bring in a Heineke, a veteran like Tannehill, maybe Trey Lance. They'll figure it out and that division's soft. But I think Bijan's a massive part of that and will establish himself as the best running back in the league year one. Yeah, you know, we've seen we've seen a trend over the last like what six seven years where this stud running back comes in rookie year and just lights the league on fire um so i don't see that being any different uh that's why i have him in my number one as well you know the only thing i will say is i feel like defenses are really going to be testing his ability this year with um that lackluster quarterback room um you know last year algiers saw the highest percentage stacked boxes at 40 percent Still got over a thousand yards, so that kind of attributes to that offensive running scheme. You know, we'll we'll see. Uh, it, you know, to me, I think he is the best as of right now. He is the youngest, highly stouted um, player coming in the league, but it just remains to be seen for me. I, I need to see it from him on the NFL field to really, really believe. Well, tune in week one because you'll see pretty quickly. Um, who are they who are they playing week one? Good. Let's, uh, let's, let's look let's, that up. Um, yeah. But they're going to be in for a hurting, rude awakening with Bijan. I mean, he's he's got all the tools, as I said earlier. Sorry, I'm looking up the schedule. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he. You know what's what's inci- what's exciting to me is that he's already taken reps with the wide receivers at home against the Panthers. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I think he's going to 
show week one how good he really is. Yeah, so. Bryce Bryce Young versus Bijan Robinson week one, rookie of the year contenders uh, in in their own respect. I think Bijan is going to light the league on fire immediately. Um, so okay, so I have Christian McCaffrey at number two. You have Saquon Barkley. I do up at number two. I don't know how you can have Saquon Barkley ahead of Christian McCaffrey. So why don't you go ahead and explain that to me? Yeah, explain yourself. Yeah, I I have McCaffrey actually down at five, and it's it's that is solely because I just think like in that in that Forty Nine er offense, there's so many different weapons that Shanahan's going to be pretty conservative with how he uses McCaffrey. His workload is never going to be heavy enough again in my mind to be a top three running back whereas Barkley is the focal point of that offense if the Giants are going to succeed he's going to be a high producing running back and don't get me wrong McCaffrey's still like elite I just think there's so many different ways you can so many different people you can put that the ball in their hands and and they can make plays that McCaffrey is going to be used in a way that he has more career longevity than like these just breakout top three, you know, huge uh, seasons moving forward. Yeah, you know, I don't think he's going to be a volume monster. Volume, yeah, that's yeah. What I, was... I don't think he's going to, you know, need that. But he was the number two running back last year in a transition season where he went from one team to another. Still ended up as the number two. To me, he is the proven best running back in the league the proven best running back in the league. And I just think, um, yeah, that's up for debate at at the end of this year. We'll see what happens. But um, this is his first full offseason with the 49ers. He's fully healthy right now. He's excited with this whole scheme that they're building. And to me, I think Shanahan wants the team to run through Christian McCaffrey. We saw Debo Samuel's usage take a hit last year when McCaffrey came in. Kittle got got involved only when Brock Purdy was throwing him the ball. Ayuk is great, but it, it seems to me like the centerpiece of this offense is going to be Christian McCaffrey. They don't need to give him the ball 30 times a game, but 20 times a game is a guarantee. And with those 20 carries, the guy is so efficient. Like he's just, to me, he is still the best running back in the league. I have him ranked a little bit lower than Bijan strictly just because of the age factor and the longevity of Bijan in Dynasty. But, you know, in redraft, I, I, will, I don't know if I'll have Bijan ahead of CMC. Yeah, so, I mean, quite honestly, I am a huge CMC guy. I always have been. He could be – these one through five here are all so close to me, um, and I'd be happy with any of them. You know, I could probably – right now as we're talking this through, move Christian McCaffrey to three ahead of Taylor just because the uncertainty you bring in Anthony Richardson. I don't think he's going to have success there, so maybe I will move – Taylor down because yeah. that will affect him. And in a PPR league, I mean, McCaffrey is a receiving monster. Yeah, and, he and has a season where he had a thousand rushing yards and a thousand rece- receiving yards. Yeah. So like. Yeah. In PPR though, is that well, PPR is standard, Mike? What 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 do you mean by that? Um, you know the way that we've been going over the last ten to fifteen years, there's been a shift in fantasy football. There and, has? Yeah, absolutely there has. Higher scoring is what you're trying to say? People yeah, the, the are... whole point, here's the whole point. We play fantasy football to have fun. And what's the most fun about fantasy football? Scoring points. Okay. Okay? So why not score more points? Okay. Have a better format, which means point per reception. 
That is standard in today's fantasy football landscape. I don't know anybody that is playing the quote-unquote ESPN standard league, okay? okay. I don't know anybody yeah. in the industry. Okay. It's just not fun. All right. Okay? Well, you seem pretty passionate about this. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go ahead and put that on a hat, put it on a T-shirt. That could be the first <laughs> there you piece go. of merch for the Fantasy Road Show is PPR standard. I don't know if that'll be released to public or that's going to be a personal gift from me to you for going. <laughs> hit me on up this on Twitter hey, once we get them made. Hit me up on Twitter. I might be able to send some PPR out to you. standard. That I mean, come on, that's uh, my slogan. Yeah, maybe your slogan, but certainly something you get behind and, and raise awareness to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it just makes sense to me. Yeah, so great. Let's move on. Um, so um, anyway, Barkley, I, talk about him. Yeah. I, I talked about McCaffrey. Talk about Barkley. You have met RB four. Yeah. Um, so let's hear it. And I feel like I'm high on him in Dynasty. I mean, he is he's still a young running back. He is still elite, okay? I get that. But his current situation in today's landscape is is not that great. Like the way that the Giants had an opportunity to sign him to a long-term deal and they didn't. They hit him with the franchise tag. He clearly isn't happy about that. Yeah. There's there's a deadline of July 17th. Okay. If they don't meet, if they don't give him a contract by July seventeenth, he's either holding Hold out. out or holding in. Yeah. So you think he's you, you think he's going to stay true to that? I do. He just he's he's already talked about it. Yeah. In interviews, and I personally, I am leaning towards your side of things now that I think the Giants are going to be stupid if they don't do anything about. Yeah. Them. So in my mind, like there's obviously an issue right now in the NFL with paying running backs. Their owners are kind of taking a stance uh, with their value. Um, I'd say the two biggest things right now is running back value. Um, you know, they have a short shelf life, and the position as a whole has seemed to be devalued. Uh, and I think some of that has to do with, like, quarterbacks, right? Their value has increased so much, and franchise quarterback is such an important part yeah. that that value had to come from somewhere. So running back was the position that took the hit. Well, not only and, that, but the younger they are, the better they are right now in today's landscape. Look at Bijan. Look at every rookie yeah. running backs that come in. Yep. You don't need to pay a veteran running back like an Ezekiel Elliott contract in order yeah. to have success in today's game. Yeah, so you've also like heard this analogy from me a lot of mileage on a car. I think of running backs as a, as a car and putting miles on. Um, and what I mean by that is the amount of hits they take. Your brain can only take so much. These athletes are becoming so fast and strong. Um, the impact that they take on these hits, you can only take so many hits to your brain, but also um, your body. I mean, they're getting you know hit low. They're getting... Yeah, speaking, speaking of that, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Saquon Barkley had the most carries he's ever had last year, Yeah, 295. He also has the most rushing yards he's ever had in 13-12. Yeah. Like, even though it wasn't his best finish... Those were his best metrics, so he put a lot of miles on last year. Yeah, but so to me, you know, he did have a little bit of injury concern the two previous years before that. I am a glass half full kind of guy. I just look at that and say that was him proving to the franchise, to 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 the game of football, that he's back from those injuries. He's not an injury prone, kind of like McCaffrey in the same situation. Yeah. But what I was Go, going back to my original point, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. Um, if there was anyone that deserves a legitimate big term, big uh, long term type deal, it's Saquon. He's the face of that franchise. I agree he with has you. been loyal to the Absolutely. franchise. He is the focal point of that offense. That 
the entire offense and team goes through Saquon. Well, look um, at Daniel so he Jones. just wants to be. Yeah, well, that, that's what I mean. Like Jones's success. You know, he got four years, one hundred and one hundred and sixty mil, which I think is a fair contract for him. But that a lot like Saquon Barkley made him look better as a quarterback last year. There's no. Well, yeah. If you look at the year previous to that, yeah. when ba- when Barkley wasn't there, Daniel right. Jones had a bad season. Yeah. So I mean, if you take away Barkley from that team right now with the wide receiver room and, and oh, you know God. you bring in Waller, but he is the he's the offense. So for me, like I am on Saquon's side fully. I do think that the Giants understand that, and Saquon does have leverage. That's why he's taking a hard stance. Well, he's still um, young. It's not like he's right. a 29-year-old running back or a 28-year-old running back. Yeah, and like the, he he can he's still worth that contract. Right, and and the the mileages have not been put on the car the last two years. As I'm, you know, going back to that analogy. So, in my mind, like Saquon is entering his prime right now, and I want him for the next three years because he's going to be top three top five maybe number one running back I could see him easily being the number one running back uh, multiple times over the next three years like for me um, he's my surefire number two I just believe in him I thought he was as good of a running back as we saw come out of college same way I feel about Bijan I think Bijan maybe takes it to another level or I'm just have some bias because I've been I've been on his train they seem very similar they seem very similar to me yeah. Um, both uh, receiving threats. Um, obviously, Saquon's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit heavier, um, a little bit more, you know, with them Saquads. Um, Bijan's got some legs, too. So I mean, No, absolutely. But, I mean, there's a, there's a good same, you know, 20, build. 20 pound difference, though. Similar build. Uh, is Sa- there? Yeah, Saquon Barkley is plus 230. He's 232. It says 6 feet, 232. I, I think Bijan has got to be. A two twenty type running back. He's I mean, weighing in at two fifteen, five eleven. Yeah, so that's he's only going to bulk up a little bit more. Uh, they're a very similar athletic build. Yeah, I they are very similar. That's why I said that. But I do think that the I tip my hat to Saquon as being, you know, fifteen pounds. Yeah, is it's not nothing like we like to say. It's you know, not it's nothing. not nothing. Yeah. Fifteen pounds as a running back. You know, yeah. I feel like this 15 pounds is just in his fucking legs. Yeah, <laughs> let's move on to Taylor. Um, I, we've said enough there. Um, both, you know, both high and Saquon, I maybe a little more so. I know I've talked you into him a little bit, but. Yeah, um, I've definitely Jonathan, moved him up since yeah, we've talked Jonathan about Jonathan Taylor, RB3, I haven't met RB4. I briefly said how I feel about the Colts um, and their trajectory investing in Anthony Richardson. Not a believer that's going to affect Taylor to me, the Colts are taking a stance on athleticism and looking to develop him in, into a quarterback. So that's going to take time. They're going to, you know, they're going to give him three years to fail. Definitely. Um, so that affects Jonathan Taylor's prime. He's still such a good running back, and they're going to have to rely on him to get through some of those through some of those growing pains. So you know, I still think he's that good, and he's, his value is still there because of that. Yeah. But like in a long term picture. It's going to affect him. That's why he's number four behind those guys. Yeah, I can understand that. I recently, um, just to get a little caveat here, I just traded away Jonathan Taylor in my dynasty league. Ayo. I traded him away for Devontae Smith and some draft capital. Um, I really like Devontae Smith. I recently acquired Jalen Hurts, so kind of want to get that, build that stack up a little bit. But, um, you know, my knock on Jonathan Taylor and the reason why I was okay with making that trade was I just saw – 
a dip in his efficiency last year. And yes, the team was bad, but I, I mean, we both don't see that team being much better this year. Yeah. Um. So he only had four touchdowns in eleven games last year, which is not good. His yards per carry dropped from a five point four to a four point four. So he's being he's less efficient running yeah. the ball. Um. You know that offensive line was supposed to be great, but it, they just weren't last year. So, you know, um, I, I kind of put that in the same bucket as the Broncos the Steelers like sometimes these NFL teams just go through seasons where it's bad like everything just looks bad so I don't necessarily I try not to take that into the next season or take that for too much yeah Uh, that's fair so I don't know I I just attribute that to them being just that bad teams that I think are going to be that way this year Cardinals Redskins you know, you think after a season like that, there is some progression. So, uh, you know. Yeah. But then also having a rushing rookie quarterback. Right. It just, um, you know, I don't know if he, Jonathan Taylor's not going to get those dump offs. I think if, if Anthony Richardson panics, he's going to run the ball. So it, it just, you know, generally speaking, it doesn't bode well for running backs when you have a rushing quarterback, let alone a rookie Russian quarterback. Yeah. So I'm. Those are the reasons why I have him a little bit lower, and the reasons why I kind of. Yeah. Traded him away. Yeah. So I mean, I want to say something real quick just about running backs in general. As you can tell us, you know, we're in the top four, and there's question marks pretty much on every single one of them, which yeah. is make, which is what makes it so valuable if you can hit and be correct on running backs, um, because there's a lot more uncertainty. You know, we got through probably the first. 10 quarterbacks and they were just like surefire i literally think yeah. we got but down to nine of fields 10 in those those rookies yeah and that's where question marks started to pop up and, and to be fair these question marks continue as yeah. we go through the running backs well the no top that's 10, what i'm saying the top yeah. we're at the the top tier and there's question marks so there's, there's I, only going to be more as we go on exactly which you know that's why there's so many different perspectives there's so many different arguments anyone that says they're right in their take you know, you got to be confident, and that's how you're going to be a winner in, yeah. in fantasy football. But anything can fucking happen, especially with running backs. Yes. So. I mean, it's we see it every year. These running backs get injured very easily. And yeah. you, you think you, you got the guy in the first round, and then all of a sudden you get injured, and your whole season is is in shambles. Yeah, you even gotta, beyond injury, though. You oh, know? no, of course. You know what I mean? Like no, injury I, I can hit anyone, but even beyond injury, there's just so much revolved around the running back. Yes. And, well, what I was getting to was just, um, you, you know, really set your sight on whoever you like there and trust your gut. You know, plant your flag on, on some of these guys and just be confident in your picks and yeah, and see what happens. This is where you can separate yourself in this running back, in these wide, wide receiver I mean, running back more than wide receiver. Like you know, you know what I mean. Like, I think that you can be the the wide receiver room. We can we'll talk about that in the future. But you you go down fifteen just like in quarterbacks, and there's not that many question marks with wide receivers. You know, yeah. um, so this is kind of definitely the position where you can separate yourself. Um, this has been a pretty long take, so let's move on to Brees Hall. <laughs> um, Brees Hall, RB5. I do think it's important, though. That's no, why absolutely. I wanted to highlight No, absolutely. No, so, these are the best running backs, and we do need yeah. to give them due, their due, due, their due diligence. Due dilly. Due dilly. Um, so Brees Hall, we both have him at RB5. Yes, we do. And we actually have Jameer Gibbs at RB6, so I'm going to just briefly talk about both. Um, Brees Hall, 
looked outstanding last year when he before his injury. Again, that was one of those freak injuries that can happen to running backs and just completely squash their season. That being said, I think he returns to full strength here this year at some point early. Um, I think he's going to be one of the best young running backs in the NFL, as he proved. He brings in Rodgers. He has Garrett Wilson, um, some really good young core-type offensive players. So I see the Jets having a good offense in the near future, and that's really all you can ask for when you're ranking these guys. You know, I have them top five. I can see them be all, being all the way up to top three in rankings. Um, so that's my bid on, on Brees Hall. And Gibbs, kind of his youth, his style of play we've seen Kamara and what he's done in this league and that's been his comparison he's in an offense that has a very fast moving high scoring offense young team kind of the same bucket of of Hall you got a young team that scores a lot um, with big with good weapons around you so I think there will be space to uh, to, to light it up yeah that's fair um, you know the with Brees Hall he only—it's—it's it's a small sample size. He was featured in only three games last year, and in those three games, he—he he was good. He yeah, five point seven nine yards per carry, and uh, you know the Jets are optimistic he's going to be ready for Week One, but it's optimism. Yeah, you know he may not even be ready Week One, and on the off chance if the Jets end up signing Dalvin Cook, that doesn't bode well for Brees Hall. Yeah, like he will eat into those carries. Yeah, and I just I'm not sure about it, and I'm, but the good one good thing I noticed is that he's already hit over 22 miles an hour on his GPS monitor in practice this year, so he he's trending in the right direction. He's running at full speed at practice. You know, does I don't know. It just all depends on if the team and the and the trainers think he's ready to go week one. Yeah, I mean, so you said featured in three games he was a double digit scorer in every single game that he played the first seven games of the season um, even the game he got injured four carries 72 yards and a touchdown um, so that put him at 15.2 I mean it he regardless of his share he's gonna get 50 percent I mean if, if Cook comes in I don't think he's getting a, the majority of that backfield I no definitely not be... definitely not but I I do think he eats into the volume that would make Brees elite yeah of course for sure but it's going to be like McCaffrey I mean we have McCaffrey up this high he's not he McCaffrey is not I, I think people are going to be surprised with his usage like he's going to do like once he starts once the 49ers get up in a game, like they're just not going to need him to be that high volume running back because of how good their defense is, how good their team is. So they're not going to use him like that. Throughout the length of the season, you're going to see a lot of Elijah Mitchell. And I think it would be the same way with Hall. It's like, let's save some of these miles for when they're needed most. Um, it's really conserving that, right? Um, and you'll see those production, those big production games when. It's a tight game in the fourth quarter, and, and McCaffrey just keeps getting fed. Brees Hall keeps getting fed. But, you know, Cook's going to be a guy who's going to get a lot of that production. But it's really just complementing each other. Um, I think you're going to have an offense that's going to be able to support two startable running backs. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Jameer Gibbs, the hype is real with Jameer Gibbs. You know, like I, he's – Could be. It's – I, I I'm I'm saying the hype is getting real loud. Oh yeah, like it's the, loud. The it the train is coming. Yeah. For the the Jameer Gibbs train, and you know I'm like I got like one foot in and one foot out. You know, in in Dynasty, I think he's I think he's awesome, and uh, obviously that's what we're talking about today. That's why I have him ranked so high. But 
you know, the fact that just like um, uh, Bijan, he's working with the wide receivers already. You know, yeah. it's, it's pretty clear how the Lions want to use him on the field. Yeah. And um, I just, I think he'll be a PPR monster, and obviously PPR is standard. But I don't know if he can get, like, I'm, I'm thinking sub 200 carries this year. Okay. Like, I don't think he's going to be utilized on the ground like people would think he was. But I don't know if he'll need that in order to be an elite running back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Depending on if, if he gets, you know, anywhere from 7 to 10 targets a game plus 10 to 12 carries a game. Yeah. That's all you need. That's the Alvin Kamara workload right there that I think they really want to see for him. So um, I could see them doing the same kind of similar workload share that Swift and Jamal got last year. You know, I'm, I'm high on – David Montgomery, a little you know tidbit there, but um, so uh, what I'm unclear on is you're one foot in, one foot out this season, but yes. dynasty, okay. Yes, I, I, I was just giving a caveat that you know, in speaking of this year or speaking of redraft, I'm not as high on Gibbs. Okay, I don't. I I need to see. Yeah, let's him. save that for when we talk redraft. Yeah. Um, not to cut you off, I just don't. I, I want. I want our redraft rankings and our dynasty rankings to be very separate. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. But it's hard when we're talking um, about these players yeah, and you're going no, through fine. our takes. It's it's very difficult. It's very difficult yeah. because they are so closely related. When you're talking about dynasty football, you're playing for this season. Three years out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yes, but you're you're playing one season at a time. Yeah. So generally speaking, when you you know you're drafting these players. Right. You don't want to draft them thinking, man, in, in four years, three or four years, they're going to be really good for me. I need I if I'm in dynasty, I'm worried about how these team, how these players are going to affect me in today's Today, yeah. in today's matchups. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so we both have the next three running backs the same, but in different order. I have Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, you have Jacobs, Etienne, Stevenson. So I I know I've said this when talking about Trevor Trevor Lawrence, but for me, ETN, the value um, that he brings to Lawrence of being, you know, his safety net, his comfort in that backfield, to me gives a lot of security in his job. So people are worried about Tank Bigsby coming in. First of all, I don't think Tank Bigsby is that good. I think a lot of that, like people just like to hype up rookies in fantasy world. Because oh, always, just yeah. Like, Rookie running oh backs God. are the new hotness. Yeah. Well, any just in general, like people get so high on rookies just because they want to get excited about people. But in reality, like ETN is Lawrence's guy. He's always been his guy. They brought him in together for a reason. And, you know, we've seen splashes of greatness from ETN. I think that's only going to improve. He's going to be there long term. And I am in on Lawrence. I'm in on ETN as a duo long term. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not fully in yet. I've uh, recently updated my rankings um, after Jameer Gibbs. I have Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard and then Travis ETN in my number 10 spot. Yeah, um, I've dropped ETN down. For a few reasons that you mentioned, I I personally think Tank Bisbee is going to be a good running back, and I think they're going to use him a lot more than people think. Yeah. The what worries me is Travis Etienne's usage in the passing game. He was not utilized in the passing game as much as people thought he would be. I need to see that improve in order for me to, 
move him up in my rankings. Seems like uh, you know you're having a little bit of commitment issues. One foot in, one foot out with Gibbs. Now we're here with Etn. You're not sold. Well, uh, like we mentioned before, there's a lot of question marks with these guys, and <laughs> that's the reason why, Mike. Okay, I guess there's a reason why your name is Devil's Advocate on uh, on your fantasy, uh, on, on your dynasty. Uh, my dynasty your, team your name dynasty is Devil's team. Advocate. Yep, yep, yeah, because yep. you like to joke that I like to play Devil's Advocate in yeah. certain takes. And um, to be fair, it's. You know, I, I toy with, uh, I dance on the line of being pessimistic and optimistic. So yeah, um, it's certain players I'm in on, certain players I'm not, and that's just how I feel about ETN. Cool. So Josh Jacobs, I mean, obviously had a great season last year. I thought they were a bit of an anomaly where, like, the team was so bad, but he performed so well. Um, you know, we've talked about Jonathan Taylor last year and how bad that offense was. Uh, Najee Harris got affected by a horrible Steelers offense. Josh Jacobs was outstanding in a season where they thought they had their franchise quarterback, and then he didn't even end the season with the team. He just, yeah. like, he walked. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting to me. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Jacobs was a first-round running back. I think people were surprised that he had a first-round draft capital, but last season he came in and kind of showed why. Um, you know, there's a stretch there, weeks three for, through five, where he caught five balls. I don't know if people were expecting him to be involved like that in the passing game, but, um, I mean. I think what's promising is that he was able to be a top three running back on a bad team. Like, yeah. the team wasn't good, yet he was able to have over 1,300 yards and be a dominant force in the backfield. So, um, it, the team, I don't see improving much. Sixteen hundred yards. I'm sorry, sixteen hundred. Sixteen fifty-three. That is, I mean, but it's this is a late breakout for him. Yeah, like he hasn't yeah. done it. What was the year before? Eight hundred, with uh, just as many games. If not, yeah, maybe nine one touchdowns. Less. Still, I mean, he was still the he was still the eleventh ranked running back in PPR, which is standard. And then he was the eighth the season before. So like late breakout, yeah, but he's still top ten. In the last three seasons, you know. Yeah, that's fair. I know, but uh, you know, he's always been on that cusp. Yeah. You know, and he he made that jump last season. Yeah, top. I mean, he was three in PPR. Yeah. Um, one in standard, which. I'm know, not acknowledging that. I'm not acknowledging okay, his I number like one overall finish in standard. Okay, okay. I love it. Um, <laughs> he was the number three running back last year in standard scoring formats. Okay. All right. PPR standard. We've solved that this episode. Yeah, I just, you know, I just don't, I don't see him taking. Uh, obviously, I think there'll be some regression. Yep. Right, but you know, anyway, moving on. Ramondre, what do you think his usage is going to be like this oh, year? Um, so, talk a little bit about yeah, Ramondre. I would love to, Mike. I would absolutely love to. I am so bullish on Ramondre Stevenson. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like he, he got a thousand yards on like right around 200 carries like he's he's an efficient running back I could easily see him getting 300 plus carries now that Damian Harris is gone yeah and if he got a thousand on 200 watch out yeah that's all I can say he's a top five potential running back this year the offense is going to see improvements that offense was terrible last year yeah and now they got Bill O'Brien I I just think he's going to be the featured back there's not much competition behind him to vie for carries you know, Leonard and, Fournette. And, I think they're gonna. I, I think the Patriots are gonna sign Fournette. Okay. Um, but 
I don't I don't think that's going to eat into too much of Stevenson's um, workload. You yeah, know, my he, my rankings are for Stevenson being the featured guy with them not signing anyone else. Yeah, I don't even know if I would change mine with them getting Fournette. Like, listen, I don't see. I I I just don't see, like even with um, with Brees Hall and, and Dalvin Cook, like these veteran running backs. Yeah, if, but if Ezekiel Elliott goes back to the Cowboys, which I think he will. I don't. I see zero effect on what that's going to do. Well, he was, well, Tony Pollard was still a top 10 running back last year with Zeke. So and Zeke got the ball a lot more than I think he would get this year. But the way I see it with the 40 or the, uh, the Patriots, if the Patriots were to acquire someone like Leonard Fournette, I could see him having like a Leonard, uh, a LeGarrette Blunt type season where they just use him in the, in the, in the goal line. And he just vultures, touchdowns from Stevenson. It would affect my rankings if the if the Patriots went out and got four four nuts. So But he's I'm, a guy who only had five rushing touchdowns last year. He had six total. Like he doesn't Ramondre doesn't really need those touchdowns. I don't I don't I, I no, if but they my, get Fournette, he's still going to have six touchdowns. That's yeah, what I'm trying. I to say. wouldn't have him ranked this high if he if I was expecting him to have the same season that he had last year. Okay, I am expecting him to take that next step, be the featured back in the offense, be be utilized in the passing game, especially if they don't sign DeAndre Hopkins. Like he's yeah. just I and and for years to come, I just think he's he is their guy moving forward, and I don't want to see them go out and get anyone else. Yeah, I think he's awesome. I think. Um, there is going to be some more running back usage in that room. Um, you know, I think Bill Belichick, he's known and likes to kind of redshirt his rookie running backs, teach them, you know, the Patriot way, if you will. And someone like Pierre Strong, who is somewhat comparable to a James White, I think he's going to have a role this year. Kevin Harris may even as well. But Ramondre, you know, I have him as RB9. I don't see that changing even if they do sign Fournette. Yeah. Like, Fournette doesn't have the juice that LeGarrette Blunt, Blunt did when he was with the Patriots. That was later on in his career, though. But he still was like a hard-running, like... You don't think Leonard Fournette's a hard-running running back anymore? Not really. I think he's a shell of himself when he... I mean, he's not the Leonard of college, obviously. No, but not, I, I think that's what he... I think that's the type of usage he would want. I don't think he yeah, wants to be... Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's going to get it. He's not... He's he Even last year, you saw him not... Really, I, w- I would love to see what his yards after contact were. I'll look at that, um, you know, later. Yeah, here, I just don't think I just but. I just don't think Ramondre. I don't think the Patriots have had a talent like Ramondre Stevenson in their backfield in quite some time. Yeah, most of the time with this, with the Patriots, you have these different types of running backs that can do different things on the field, and that's why they utilize James White. That's why they were utilizing other players in the back or in the passing game. Yeah. Stevenson can do it all. Yep. And I I just I want to see them utilize him as such. Yeah. Well, let's move on here. Um, let's talk about Najee. I have him as my RB10. Um, you have Pollard as your RB10. We're, we've, we're kind of dragging on here, so I think let's end it. At, at, let's do top 10. Yeah, we'll do um, top 10. No and, problem. And then we can uh, – yeah, so let's, go, let's jump over into Najee. Um, I have him as my RB10. You have uh, Tony Pollard as your RB10. Let's talk about those two. Uh, and kind of wrap up our top tens here. So for me, Najee, again, product of a really, really bad situation last year. I mean, the Steelers were awful. Some and of that was still, coaching. Some yeah. of that was just bringing in uh, a new a new quarterback and, and giving him that experience and growing pains that he needed to. He's still 25 years old. 
Najee is still a guy that has elite volume. Um, I think that remains. He's one of those Alabama running backs like Josh Jacobs, who he, he's so versatile and can um, stretch the field with his legs and catch the ball. And, you know, he, he's going to be a massive part of this offense. I know people are talking Jalen Warren and what kind of role um, he's going to have, but I just think Najee is the staple of this offense. Um, so, yeah, for me, he's RB10, and I think he has a bright future for the next you know, three years. Yeah. Najee Harris with a bad season last year still was uh, number 16. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of consider that his floor. Um, he is one of the last remaining workhorse running backs in the league. I know that, the you know, the trend nowadays is to have as many running backs as you can yep. and utilize them all. So, um, you know, the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers still want to utilize that one running back and give them all the work, I, I'm all for it. Um, I have Najee down at 13. Yeah. Um, and that's just from the down season he had last year. Yeah. I really want to see him bounce back this year. But, yeah, Jalen Warren worries me a little bit. Yeah, the question the, marks also pick it. Like, yeah, the pick at question marks. The Matt Canada offensive coordinator is, him. is terrible. So, it's you know, I would be more bullish on them if they did a little bit more to improve the offense, and I just don't think they did. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. That's the question mark for sure for me is, like, Pickett and how he uh, grows year two as, as the starter there. But, again, I like the term you use for Najee, workhorse running back, because that's what he is. He's going to get the volume, and I think he's got the talent to perform. Talk about Pollard while you have him at RB10. For me, it's a little high. I have him at RB13, so we actually have these guys switched around. I want to hear your take there. Yeah, um, absolutely. I actually have Pollard at, at number eight. No, I'm sorry, number nine. Um, I just recently made some adjustments here. Okay. Um, but Tony Pollard, I moved him up just a little bit. You know, I mentioned with Ramondre, I, my, my rankings reflect today's landscape. I don't anticipate the Dallas Cowboys signing Zeke. I don't anticipate them bringing in another running back. If Tony Pollard is the guy there, man, oh, man, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, he is one of the players I have ranked right around that 10-ish range that I could see him still finishing as the number one running back. Yeah. I don't know if I can see Ramondre finish as the number one running back. Obviously, Josh Jacobs was just there recently. Yeah. But um, Tony Pollard is is right there where I'm I'm targeting him where I can, and I'm just really really excited to. He's so explosive. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to cut you off and provide like a real time example of Pollard and what we think of him. We recently drafted him in a dynasty draft that we share together, uh, dynasty startup draft, and. To be honest, he fell a little bit, and he was sitting there. Um, and I've never necessarily been a Pollard guy. I just didn't – my take on him previously was if he receives that volume and becomes the main back in a backfield, can he carry that type of – that not that type of workload per se, but he's going to be a focal point that defenses are looking at creating game strategies around him as the main guy so can he support that same same sort of production I was a little worried about that but then you had me watch a highlight tape or you were just selling me on him and I was like let me go watch a highlight tape and see see what I you know I need I need to watch him a little bit more yeah and he is explosive he's going to extend you know have these massive runs he he looked really good he cuts well he's quick he's fast um so you sold me on him a little bit and I have met RB13 but um, that's behind Dobbins and Eckler. I could probably see him all the way up to, you know, 10. I'm, I'm not 
uh, and that could change here in the next, yeah. you know, depending on how we, what we hear in camp. I'm not sold on Eckler. I just think he's older. But anyways, we'll yeah. talk about that. The um, Tony Pollard was uh, the number eight running back last year with less than 200 carries and less than 40 receptions. Yeah, that's outstanding. I mean, it, it, I see that workload going way up. Yeah. So, you know, top five is, is not outrageous. Yeah. It's not an outrageous expectation. So, um, you know, he's never seen that huge workload, but that doesn't mean he can't handle it, in my opinion. Yeah. This this will be a very telling season yeah, I agree. for his future. You're either going to see him move up in the rankings next year in startup rank, dynasty rankings, or you're going to see him fall yeah. pretty the only, far. The only knock um, on Tony is that he, he was dealing with a bad ankle injury at the end of the season last year. Um, he's he's ahead of schedule on his rehab. Yep. And the team says he's making great progress. So, okay. you know, there's there's just a um, you know there's something to keep in mind with Tony Pollard that he did have that ankle injury yeah. late in the season last year. Yeah. So I mentioned Eckler. We're gonna pick up there um, in our 11 through 20, maybe 25 rankings uh, here in the next episode. Uh, do want to wrap it up. Uh, we like keeping these things um, short. I understand fantasy content can get you know, kind of dry and we like to, mundane. yeah, we like to be a little bit less analytical, trying to keep things a little lighter and, and more fun, maybe for a little bit more casual listener or casual listen. Um, so I think that's kind of our mentality and our strategy for uh, producing episodes, keeping them short and sweet for you guys, um, talking about the players uh, in our, mainly uh, are just our opinions. Yeah. And our know, takes, but nothing too, um, you know, too, too deep into the weeds and dry. Yeah, absolutely, and we hope you guys can appreciate that and tune in next time. All right, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.